Hi, Peter Walker here and welcome to today's edition of The Transition Guy. Now joining me today in the studio is Helen Yu. She's the author of Ascend Your Startup, Conquer the Five Disconnects to Accelerate Growth. Welcome, Helen. Thank you, Peter. It's such a pleasure being here with you today. Now, I do believe congratulations are in order because your book's number one, isn't it, on the New York bestsellers list? It's the New York Book Festival uh, business um, book category. Uh, it also achieved the Wall Street Journal bestselling uh, author. So a couple of really fantastic accolades there. Thank you. Now, what struck me about your book is actually it's a book on two fronts. It's a book on, obviously, your professional journey, but also about your personal journey as well. And actually, how intertwined the two of those elements are. I wonder if you could share with that. I mean, I'd love to hear your, your thoughts and your journey up to the top of the mountain. Thank you, Peter. So let's start with why behind ascending Mount Everest, right? It was really to keep a sacred promise to my grandmother who raised me and then to leave her ashes on a tall mountain. Um, I felt unstoppable because I made up my mind that nothing would hold me back from my climb. Um, so as you know that I've never climbed any mountain prior to this uh, experience. So everything started off on my, like, on my, in my head, right? At the time, back 2007, internet was not widely spread. So that means really, um, you, you have to really go to the library and talk to the people who been there, done that. Uh, it was quite an experience, but I felt it was another way to honor the grit and resilience uh, grandma really taught me growing up. So that's why I wrote the book. About it's the quite story. interesting. You've never climbed a mountain. So let's go and try the most difficult mountain in the world. Yeah, because she, you know, before she passed away, she three things she said to me, uh, stay special, make the world proud, and spread my ashes to a tall mountain. Uh, I was raised by grandmother along with nine cousins. They're all boys. I was only girl and the youngest. Uh, I was the only one who was by her side five minutes before she passed away. So there's a debate about you know, what's the definition of tall mountain, right? Some of my cousins said, you can just drop it out of a helicopter, whatever, we'll chip in. I said, no, that was not what she meant, right? Let's just make sure we do this at the tallest mountains. There is no more debate, no more debate on if that's tall enough. And I knew her asking me to do so was not about herself. It's about, she wants me to really strong, stay strong, without her being with me uh, there. But her spirit always stayed with me over the years. Uh, what the most fulfilling was the lessons I learned from that experience. The four lessons I learned from that climbing experience to this day, I apply that to the business world, how that really helped me propel my personal growth as well as the growth of uh, many companies. So what, so what were the four lessons you learned? 
Yeah, the, the first uh, lesson was how you get prepared for something you've not done, right? You know, as I mentioned earlier, like back in 2007, there's not many, you cannot Google anything. So you basically have to go to the library, research on mountain climbing. And then I talk to friends and who get me introduced to other people been there, done that. So it was tremendous amount of effort into researching on something that you haven't done. And then plus, you know, getting yourself really ready physically and emotionally. I could not afford a personal trainer, unlike other people, and where, you know, I have to keep, make sure I was physically ready. That means you get up early every day. And then that's consistency, right? To practice, really to exercise every single day. And uh, intent, really with an intense, intense, uh, intensively to ensure you get your body really customized to that kind of climb. And secondly, is the emotional um, preparation. You know, the family member, my parents in particular, were very against uh, that plan, right? And then you have to make sure you talk to them into say, don't worry about it. And here's in the event that anything happened to me, here's everything you need to know, right? So you got that. And to me, really, that was a secret promise I made. There's nothing else more important. My grandma was the world to me uh, at that time. And so I want to make sure if I, she taught me, always do deliver what you promise to do, right? That was one of the qualities she taught me. So that's the first lesson, how you get prepared. And how far in advance did you prepare for that climb? So it was about six months uh, prior to the plan, right? I want to make sure I give enough time because unlike other experienced climber, they probably don't need so much time for me. I want to make sure I put in enough effort. It was back in 2007. So um, I was working for Oracle at the time, Oracle acquired a company at the time where, you know, it allows me to have some time early in the morning at night to exercise. Um, so the second lesson is no matter is adapt, right? No matter how well you're prepared, you always run into unexpected situations, right? I can give you an example. I bought this camera to make sure that I can capture the moments once we get there and the camera broke right before I was about to reach this, uh, the, the base camp. So I had to adapt to the situation where I did, I took out the memory card from the camera body, hoping that someone else will show up with the same camera as Canon camera. And then fortunately a girl who came from Singapore showed up. She did not have the zoom, I had the zoom. So we, I put my memory card inside her camera body. She used my zoom, we both benefited from right, that experience, but you have to really think fast. It's not like, hey, and what you're gonna do, and then you just give up, right? That's one example. The second example is, you know, I had uh, four other people who had out the trip with me. Each of them dropped out, right? I was alone. The last set of journey was very lonely. And then how do you do about it? You can't just focus, you have to focus on what's within your control. Mentally, you have to be, prepared to go alone, right? So making sure that you 
as a founder or business owner or executive, you have to be prepared for anything that could happen to you. And then fortunately, I was prepared, right? We each carried a small little bottle of the, you know, grandmother's ash. If anything happens, we pass that to the next person. So we always, and then we also be prepared. What if none of us couldn't make it? So we always tag along with other people. Among the 200 people trying that day, only three people made it to the base camp. So that's a small percentage, but there are so many incidents along the way. There's a reason why only three people made it. Uh, fortunately, I was one of them. It's interesting though, you talk about preparation and it's probably quite indicative that so many of the entrepreneurs probably tuning in today's episode were not prepared for COVID, not prepared for the last 18 months. And they will say, well, we didn't know a we didn't know that a, let's say, a pandemic was going to come. And I totally agree. No one knew a pandemic was going to come, but we all knew that at some point there was going to be a market crash. Exactly. You're and that's right your on. point to that preparation. You may not prepare for a pandemic, but you do prepare for things, for the market to shift and the market to go back into a downturn because it always happened, always will happen. And that's a good point about preparation. You, you are right on, Pete. None of us expected, right, that pandemic would hit. And uh, that was, uh, as a matter of fact, pandemic, even though it hit, it became a catalyst for change, right? I guarantee you that some of the changes probably will be permanent, right? Absolutely. Uh, and then, however, I mean, this taught us a lesson. There could be something else would pop up right down the road that we need to be prepared. Even as a human being, nothing to do with business. Personally, we have to be pre prepared for things that uh, beyond our control. But then I always say, someone you know, talk to, taught me that you really focus on what was in your control, right? Is the attitude, mindset, and efforts. Those are three things that was in your control that you can focus on. You can't focus on, oh, what's going to happen, you know, if there's a storm, a tornado comes to, you know, we're hit by that. You cannot control that, but you can be prepared if that happens, what you're going to do, right? How do you ensure, yeah. right? Yeah. And I totally agree. And the other thing that you've just, you've spoken about, which I think has been a problem during this last 18 months, is that people haven't been flexible. When your camera broke, you were flexible, you were agile, you looked and you made changes very quickly. Exactly. We've had people watch this bad movie for 18 months, not be flexible and waiting for, it's like in your instant, it'll be, it'll be waiting for the camera to start working again. Exactly. What people have been doing is they've been waiting for the economy to go back to the way it was when it was never going to happen because the conditions exactly. have totally changed. Yeah, exactly. You cannot just, you know, some of the companies or businesses have random, have had random success because of market momentum. That may not happen as often as we progress, right, in the next five or 10 years. So you have to have a strategy. I, I love the fact that you talk about digital strategy the other day. Digital tools is not digital strategy. You have to, not only the strategy, but you have to align that with your day-to-day -day execution. You have to be agile or resilient, right, to adapt to the, um, really the situation. But, and the third lesson I learned from the climbing is, you know, I, I was going to say acclimate, right? I don't know if you know the term, when you climb mountains, especially, you know, high altitude mountain, you can't just go from the base camp to 
the summit right away. You go to summit one, you come back to the base camp, you go to summit two, back to base camp again. So you go through that process to get your body used to the high altitude mountain. That process is called acclimate, right? We, no matter what we do as a business owner, you have to acclimate to the voice of the customer. At the end of the day, if you build a product solution, you want to make sure it's marketable, right? So you want to make sure you hear, you know exactly where the demand is, your product market fit, all those things. So you have to, you know, constantly adjust and making sure that, you know, what you're building the solution truly solves the problem that matters to people you want to solve to. And I would say Mount Everest um, Basecamp is a profound marker that reminds us sometimes in order to move forward, you have to take a step back. Yeah. And literally when you're talking about climbing Everest, you've got your four base camps and you're always going up and you're always coming down, you're going up and you really have to acclimatize. And what's quite interesting is probably over the last 18 months, you're absolutely right. So many businesses out there haven't acclimatized to the new market and they're still pushing forward, aiming for that summit. And they've probably got to the death zone and run out of oxygen. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, you, you talk about oxygen. I, you know, you, even though you have the oxygen, oxygen with you, right. The people who dropped off the mountain when they, the ones who were with me are the ones that are all stronger than I am, to be honest with you, they did not think it was, I was, I was the weakest, right? I had most reaction, you know, the beginning of the journey, all of them laughed about me, right? So they would go out and exhort, you know, get exhausted, you know, and, you know, I listened to my Sherpa, you know, as a U.S. citizen, you have to hire, uh, you have to get permit and hire someone to go along with you. I listened to every single thing my Sherpa told me, but some of the people could not make it because they, they did not listen. They, they heard what they were told to do, but they did not follow the instruction, thinking that they're much stronger. Right? That's where, at the end of the day, the people who get to the top may not be the most experienced, the most the strongest one, but they're the one who listen to the right people at the right time, and they're disciplined. They know what not to do, right? As a leader, learning what not to do sometimes can be more critical than knowing what to do. And that's really fascinating you say that because I would say that in this whole pandemic situation, so many entrepreneurs have been totally isolated. They've totally isolated themselves, believing that they had to find the answer to the challenge themselves without getting the right set of experts around them to help guide them to the summit. Absolutely, uh, Peter. The last lesson I learned is, you know, you got to celebrate along the way, right? So when I returned, I celebrated, I, I was rolled into the hospital with IV. Uh, then we celebrate after. So life is short. Uh, building a business is not only thing that you know, matter that matters to you and people, the love, loved ones, right? You have to, as you, you know, going along the way, building the business, summiting the mountain is not the end goal. The, the, what you really want to be is to returning, right? Coming down yeah. from the mountain along with your entire team and then celebrating that accomplishment. That's where you want to be. That's being said, sometimes we forget to celebrate the small milestones along the way, recognizing people who got you there. And then you have to make sure that you have fun, right? Having fun doing that, having some 
meaningful interaction with people you care about, with the customers you care about, tell them, show that appreciation to them along the way. I actually, in the past 15 years, I start my day every single day writing three thank you notes to the people I appreciate. Sometimes the people already passed away. They can't never receive my note, but that really started my day with positivities. It's so critical for us to not being inundated with the unpleasant situation or you know the unhappy things, but for us to you know think about you know what got you here today, you know you know how think about the cultivating gratitude so important right, but celebrating that with the people who matter and also equally important. Yeah, more now than ever because people would definitely appreciate it more now than ever, given what they've gone through. So when you look at right now the market you look at what company you've seen so many companies going through this what would be the what would be the sort of top tips you could give businesses to help transcend through this and come out the other end i would say that um just think about i would say just um take focus on things that was in the was in your control and then understand what the solution that you have, like you know, what problem you're trying to solve and why you started this journey to begin with. And then, you know, what problem you're trying to solve. And then really who, who, the problem you're trying to solve, you know, who that matters to. And then also understand who else is trying to solve the same problem. And then to me, it's all about the value, right? You would really add to, uh, or the measurable impact you can make on the um, society, community. So building business is not just about making the profit. It's bigger, right? The, the, you know, your business or value, core belief and value. Um, once that's really, you figure out who you are, what kind of company you're trying to build, and then you're going to start seeing that people who are doing business or company doing business with you oftentimes have shared value with you. They wouldn't really be doing business with you unless they really appreciate the brand, right? The brand image is super critical. I actually talk about that um, marketing is how critical it is to have a brand. Um, I would say nail down the brand, the brand you want to build before you go out and start selling your product, right? It's, you know, branding exercise is part of the early stage of the company. But what some of the founders have the tendency to focus so much on the product. Right? Most do. Most yeah. do. They've, exactly. they've got this wonderful product. Okay, I need to sell it. So most of them just come up with the concept and they want to just go and sell it. Exactly. You think about, the, you know, I talk about BlackBerry sometimes. It's superb. The smartphone, right? When I came out, it was the best product. But where are they today, right? So it's not just about the quality of the product is about customer experience, is about, you know, the why people wanted to further expand or extend the adoption of that product. And what else can you do beyond that single product, right? So there are many things that's important to drive the sustainable growth for a company. Which you cover in your book, don't you? Yes. And actually it's more important now than ever because the whole customer experience has changed dramatically, given the fact that our, our behavioral habits have changed over the last 18 months. Absolutely, right? Uh, you know, the technology has advanced, and then it, it changed 
the way we live, the change the way we, we work. And then um, I, in my book, talk about the five disconnect you have to overcome to accelerate growth, right? As a business, you know, goes through different stages of growth, right? Either you turn idea to product, product to market, market to scale, you have to uncover the five growth disconnect, right? There is product market fit disconnect, there's defined minimum disconnect, there's voice of customer disconnect, process disconnect, and measurement disconnect. Each of them is critical, right? If you don't uncover them at the right time, not knowing kind of what questions to ask as you go through each of the stage, you can really get yourself into, um, you can be off, right, the, the track, and then you can accelerate. In memory, if you ski, I'm not sure if you ski, if you do the downhill skiing, if you're ski getting off of your feet, and then you can imagine what's going to happen to you, right? And then that's exactly the same. The, the challenge is for a business owner, they don't see when to ski, you know, off their foot. So they are probably not knowing, not being aware of the disconnect and that's getting them, they, they can go full speed for 10 years, realizing, wow, that was, I wish I could slow down, right? After the fifth year and then doing something differently. So this book is about a decision, decision framework for founders to really evaluate where they are at and then making sure they ask the right questions along the way to accelerate the growth. Perfect. Thank you so much. And what I like about the book is actually the framework will take, it's a framework basically, and you take them through the process. Yes. So it's it very practical from that point of view. So there's, is there any parting comments you would like to give the audience? Because I mean, there's a lot of information there. And I think the best way to sort of take on that information is to get the book. Yeah, I would just say, you know, stay fearless, stay bold and stay grateful. So I think they're really wise words. And if people want to connect with you, what's the best way to connect with you? Um, they can find me through taigongadvisory.com or they can find me on Twitter. My handler is Y-U-H-E-L-E-N-Y-U. So you, Helen, you. Or they can find me through LinkedIn, uh, Taigong H-Y-U. Brilliant. Thank you. Now, if anything's resonated with you today, you want a bit more information, feel free to head over to borka.com and get in touch. Helen, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming today. And very importantly, remember, failing to learn is learning to fail. So please stay safe. And Helen, thank you. Thank you.